0: Hello and welcome all to the inaugural I Choose Joy podcast. We're excited to be here with you today to talk about really the purpose of this podcast and what we're gonna be doing in in each one, each segment, kind of going into depth a little bit. My name is Brian and I'm here today with Sarah Tanis, who is the founder of I Choose Joy. uh, And wanted to ask you a couple questions, Sarah. How are you today?
1: I'm doing wonderful, Brian. Thank you for connecting with me
0: It's great. It's great. We're here on this beautiful September 18th, 2017. (laughs) So, uh, let's see, I just want to ask maybe a few questions regarding I choose joy biggest. And first of all is what is I choose joy?
1: So I choose joy basically was created uh, back in 2015 and its sole purpose is to bring, um, that light to people that are going through difficult times, especially those that are going through depression. Right. And, uh, basically that's, that's our target. And that's what we want to ensure we touch in every podcast that we upload and as well as every journal that we, that we write, that we're able to touch these people's lives and, and, uh, help them see at least a little bit of light in the midst of so much darkness.
0: Great. Great, that's great. And I I guess I'm asking you this question for the general public to know because I I do know that. We've had these discussions before. I mean, I'm a part of I Choose Joy and I'm really happy that you made me a part of it. It's been great working together. I I know I have my reasons, but what do you think motivates us uh, at I Choose Joy?
1: I think what motivates us is the inability of this world to, to address this topic so openly feel like it's a topic that it's very taboo, mm-hmm. uh, anywhere you speak about depression, this extreme darkness and sadness, right? anything that has to do with, uh, self-harm and, uh, suicide. I think that they are topics that are not touched in depth and that people just want to caress them right over the top and not speak below the line conversations, which is what want to have and i choose joy i want to create a platform where people can feel open to speak about these struggles because they are real right. and uh, allow them the space to to have their voice heard and whether or not they want to speak up they can even do it anon- anonymously through the journals right. um, that can also create a healing process uh, for them right
0: you know it's funny because i, I know you're right. I mean, part of, the, part of our main thing is to keep anonymous if you so choose. But I think the hope, just like you said earlier, is that we break down those barriers, that taboo, so that, you know, I'm not ashamed of saying my name and saying I suffer from depression, right? And I hope that we kind of encourage people to do the same and feel the same. Like, this is something. You wouldn't be afraid to say you have diabetes. Why be afraid to say you have depression? I have to ask why do you help? I mean, we know what motivates you, but why, why do you help?
1: So ever since I was young, I've had a need to help and serve others. It's just, it's in my blood and I cannot help, but, but do it. If I don't act on it, I myself will feel extremely sad because I'm not living up to what I was made to do. Right. I feel like that's a purpose in my life and, and specifically in this, uh or in this depression that we're trying to target that is all over the world, I experienced many friendships that were going through something very similar and ended up taking their own lives. And I'm talking about anywhere from the ages of 20 to 35 or 40. So the age group is very, the target age group is very uh, wide. Well, yeah, I'd and, say it uh, no bounds. and it, it has no bounds. So I want, I want to create that in this platform as well so that we're able to have the opportunity not only to target certain age groups, but all age groups, uh, entirely. And if we need to modify the message, we will do so accordingly. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's ambitious and that's why, again, I'm really happy to be a part of it. I understand you actually have some questions for me as well. I sure maybe, do. Maybe, I, I'm actually really excited my, to move on, so I'm not and in maybe the hot about, seat. Yeah, about my ambition. Sure. Uh,
1: but uh, I don't know. I, I have a couple of questions for Brian. And and one of the ones that really stuck with me when we were preparing for this podcast was what has been, Brian, I mean, your testimony, and mm-hmm. how, how would you like to impact others that are going through what you once experienced or are experiencing right. firsthand?
0: Every day, yeah. I think that's a good point i mean i don't want to digress from what you just said but i think you do have a good point uh what is currently and i I struggle to say like suffer from i struggle to say oh what i suffer from every day but it is it is something i deal with every day something i address every day of my life you know even if it's something as simple as taking medications or doing certain therapies because of this they're the constant reminder so it is something you deal with every I've dealt with it for a very long time that's my experience is is, I mean we're talking prepubescent it's not that I knew certainly I didn't know but there was something different Uh, didn't know it then and I think you grow up especially when you have it for so long and you never address it especially when you're a kid you know maybe parents and maybe kids kids are uneducated maybe parents are uneducated about it goes untreated for so long that it just becomes you and uh, it has a str- it's just like a stranglehold on you that doesn't really go away until it comes to a head so when i entered my teens things are difficult but i think a lot of people tend to write that off to hormones and and puberty and certainly that's true but the depression the anxiety certainly exacerbated that And when around 19 at around 19 when you're you know becoming an adult when i was becoming an adult i You know, attempted to take my own life for the first time and again, dealt with it, kind of got over it or tried to brush it under the rug, you know, went to, went to a behavioral clinic, had to stay there for days. wasn't fun, wanted to get it all over with, wasn't liking the treatment. So we, you know, as soon as I got out, I said, I'll never do that again, brushed it under the rug and thought about it was dealt with. Uh, Started medication, stopped the medication because I didn't like the side effects. And that was it you know dealt with it from then on but thought well i just need to be stronger and then it wasn't until my second attempt at the age of what 26 that you know it was more more of a wake-up call and uh, that that's where we are now is now i'm in therapies or around therapy have different therapies that i do on my own on medication found a medication that works for me that's the important thing to note Right. Found something that works for me, something that even though there may be side effects here and there, it doesn't make me feel worse. It makes me feel better and it helps me manage things. So my hope is that I can talk to people who experience it directly and who I don't want to dance around it or say it needs to be happy all the time. Anyone who's depressed knows that you can be happy and depressed at the same time. Right. It's not it's not the opposite of happiness. I think that's what I want to spread the news is it's not the opposite of happiness you can be happy and still suffer from this and uh or rather still deal with it right you don't have to suffer from it you can just learn to live with it
1: so that's a great point for example for me it's almost unfathomable mm-hmm. to be able to understand that concept that you can still be happy and yet be depressed so for me mm-hmm. and probably for the rest of the public right, right The status quo would be if you are depressed therefore you are sad right right right. so it makes no sense can you just further explain that concept
0: well sure i mean i can laugh uh you know i can be laughing and be happy one minute but it doesn't stop the voices in your head and i don't mean literal voices i mean those are maybe uh without getting too you know (laughs) <laughs> without getting too down that rabbit hole of course there are people who suffer from that schizophrenia, that's not what I'm talking about but uh, voices that I suppose you could control but you're just not used to doing it anymore. Voices that tell you, you know, you're nothing voices that tell you you're worthless voices that tell you literally, quite literally to just end your life at any given moment and it's it's not like you control it anymore and it just keeps going and going, it's a cycle it's a really vicious cycle uh, and it's just out of your control. So you can be laughing, but it's still going on in the background, working its, you know, evil magic, you know, working its wicked ways, and it, it still stays on top of you. That's, that's what I mean, is that even in the moments where you have the light, it's still present. It doesn't just go away. It's not just about being happy. It's about um, feeling worth. That's what it's about. It's about... Um, I mean, depression is just futility. You don't want to feel like I give up, that's it. That the opposite is not happiness. It's being able to feel like you have purpose, in my opinion.
1: Wow. Is there even a crack of light? You mentioned light right now. Is there even a crack of light while you're going through the low hills of depression? Not
0: always. I'd say yes for a lot of it. Describe it. I'd say yes, it's like a low, right? It's like peaks and valleys. Um, especially for someone who might be manic depressive, you know, it's definite peaks and balance. You're way 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 high And then the next moment you're way 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 low um, And that might feel strange like you, you know, and that's the other thing in manic depression You feel very happy <laughs> sometimes you feel so happy that you're also not in control So sometimes when you're on a peak it always feels pretty good and when you go low, you're like man I'm not feeling it today and you're, you're maybe you're thinking bad thoughts, but you think, well, maybe someone will save me. Maybe something will save me. Mm, sometimes you feel that. But I'll be honest, when you're at a point where you're thinking, maybe I'll take my own life today, obviously, you don't have hope in those moments. Uh, you don't have hope. And that's what makes it so difficult to deal with. If you're doing it alone, and you're in a room by yourself, and you have no hope, horrible cocktail. Right? Bad, bad cocktail. Because if you can't have the hope, Uh, Maybe you can lend yourself over to something or someone and, you know, let them fill you with hope. That's, that's, that's what it is for me. So I'll say not always, but not always one way or the other.
1: So what other measures can others take to see some light, even in the midst of all that sadness or all that darkness, Brian? I mean, there are situations where you just don't have any exposure to light and that's when you lose the hope. Right. And so you go deeper yeah. and deeper into this funneling tunnel right. that only drives to something negative. So help, help us understand what other measures can, can other people going through this similar situation can take in the midst of this sadness, things that seem digestible, uh, for lack of a better word that they can actually do not something that you wish. You could have done, but something that may help in that certain situation.
0: You know, it's tough Um, when you're so out of the habit of doing something. the, The thing is, I think depression is, it's again, like I said, it's a cycle. So you get stuck in one way of doing things and you get this extreme apathy that that's just the way things are. Right. So you do things this way. Your life looks like this. Your patterns look like this and you don't break them. But I'd say the best thing I could say, the best, the best advice I can give is to try and break those habits. Sounds easy, but again, trying to break those habits, maybe doing something the, the longer way, doing something like exercise, of course, which is not any, you know, not even happy people want to do that. Not even unapathetic people always want to do that. So I'd say take it slow, don't rush into it, and don't think it'll change overnight because it never will. It never will. <laughs> the cycle's there for a reason. You're stuck in it for a reason. So just change things slowly. I'd say aim big. I would actually. I would say aim big. I'd say dream big. If you want to go, you know, climb a mountain, do it. But that's gonna take a long time, right? You. You're, it's gonna take a long time because you have to, You have to do it in baby steps, which sounds awful. It sounds so clinical, self-help book, but it's true you want to start flossing because you don't floss and your dentist is like breathing down your neck about how you should floss? Floss one tooth a day, and it sounds ridiculous, but I think the idea is twofold, right? It's you're gonna feel you're gonna feel dumb to not be able to do something that simple, and it's gonna make you feel worse than if you were like, oh, I just forgot to floss, right? But the other thing is that you slowly train, right? It's so simple, and then you do it one, and then two and then three, and then four, until it becomes a habit. And forming those habits, forming a good habit, that's what brings you up. Those are the activities. Choose an activity that you know is positive and do it slowly. Walk before you can run.
1: So I've heard this before. I've heard healthy diet, exercise. I've heard um, spending time with family Mm -hmm. or spending time with friends and that enjoy you mm-hmm. as well and that bring value to your life. All these different uh, measures can help. Now, what happens if, if these don't?
0: If they right? don't? Uh, or you can't
1: get yourself to get to do them. Well, right? see,
0: that's that's the, the hard thing. And to be honest with you, I don't have the greatest answer for that because I think any depressed depressive person needs to learn the hardest lesson for them. is Maybe not. Well, maybe not the hardest lesson for them. I think it's a very mm-hmm. hard lesson depending on how your depression affects you is to be self-reliant. And that's the thing, you know, what if I don't have all my friends that day or family that day, or if I don't have access to the activities that I want to do, it's about self-reliance. It's about what do you do in those moments? And that's something that really can't be taught. You have to push forward and do it. And it's, it's tough, it's very tough. There are many things I would say just again, activities, small things, and learn to like yourself, learn to like the company of your yourself. That's the thing is sometimes when you're alone with yourself, it's just that you don't like your own company, (laughs) I think. Um, But slowly, just slowly make it again, like you said, digestible and start associating alone time with other things. Start associating it with things you like and start making it start putting a positive spin on I'm alone and start putting a positive spin on the way you do things and embrace that come to like yourself that that I think is gonna be the biggest step in self-reliance
1: I agree I think self-love is the best love right if you can if you can love yourself if you can spend alone time with yourself and be okay I think uh, just there, just in the decision to be alone right. and enjoy that moment, I think that we become more in touch with who we are. Yeah. Instead of looking for noise elsewhere or someone I can spend some time with so I'm not alone, being able to be in that moment with yourself and enjoy it. I think that's the ultimate goal for everyone um, in this world, to be okay walking down the street, the breeze, running through your hair and I'm okay with me. Right. And anything that comes in addition to myself, that whether that be a partner or that be a family member, that is only adding to to my joy, not providing. my joy itself.
0: Right. It's not providing it solely. That's tough. And it's it's not easy to fathom if you're that deep down the hole. Certainly I you know, I hated hearing things like that when I was that deep down, certainly. Like if we were having this conversation or if I was listening to this and I'm just being honest, if I was listening to someone trying to help me, it's hard to take that in. It's really hard because you, in admitting like, oh man, these guys are speaking some truths, you know, or they're making a lot of sense. In admitting that, oh man, this makes a lot of sense. I should do this. It admits that like, oh, this is real. It is a problem. And I think in a way it's almost like admitting it feels like you're admitting that you're broken, or you're damaged, right? You're imperfect, and it's really dark, and no one wants to say it, but, you know, it's basically admitting that you have a problem. That's the hardest thing. That's the hardest thing, is to admit it for the first time.
1: Well, I think once you admit it, you, you, it loses its stronghold. Once it touches the wind, it loses its power. Thank you so much for joining us today, Brian. I appreciate your candidness, and hopefully we can continue to have more conversations like this. Thank you, everyone.
0: Yes, thank you, Sarah. And, uh, you know, really just going over it quickly before we go, the format is not going to be this every every time, right? Well, what the plan is to come and share one topic a day, right? Obviously, this is just to get to know mm-hmm. me and get to know you, but the, the whole point is to really share ideas, right? So we'll share maybe a journal entry, maybe something that we like, and then talk about one thing, make it real quick and and snappy, and maybe do some testimonials and some affirmations and and put people on their way. And again, I know it's hard to hear a bright message or quote unquote, bright, sunny message when you're so deep down, it just, it it doesn't look or feel great. But take it as you will, I think just, (laughs) Um, try and surround it. If it feels strange, maybe it's a good thing. Because what you're doing now might not be working. Try something else. And something else is always going to feel strange because it's different. I, I I think that closes it. I really want to thank everyone who is listening. And I'll just say stay strong. And uh, thank you, Santa, for being here.
1: Stay tuned. Once we start reading a book, then we've lost all our... Our hope here at I choose joy. <laughs> Thank you.
0: Thanks. Bye.